You are listening to Seed Thoughts by Wayne Shemish. If you would like to know more about Pastor Shemish or the work in Thailand, you can find out more at www.thailandministries.org. And now, here is Pastor Shemish. Well, thanks for joining me again today. Uh, I'm going to talk to you today about uh, how to share Christ with a Buddhist. And I'm guessing uh, that there'll probably be a number of people that are not overly interested in this subject. And I understand that it may not be something that you come across uh, in your life where you're located, or it might be that you have met an occasional person who is a Buddhist. Some of the things here will cross over to other religious groups, but that would be best decided by those who work with them and minister to those people or are trying to reach those people. They will be most suited to understand what is applicable to their situation or not. As most of you know now, we have been serving the Lord here in Thailand for the past uh, I think this is now our 18th year. I believe Suzanne said that to me. And uh, over that time, I've uh, come to uh, understand some things about uh, the people here and about uh, how to talk to them about Christ, how to share the gospel with them. Uh, by the grace of God, over the time, we've been able to uh, win uh, numbers of people to Christ. And I say that saying that in truth, all of us are just voices and vessels. It really is the Lord who does the saving work inside of that person. Uh, he's the one who uh, opens their ears, gives them understanding, and of course, uh, saves them by the work of regeneration and renewal and new birth, uh, something the Holy Spirit does. Uh, but we have seen a number of people trust Christ here, and I think I've learned a few things. Uh, I'm not beyond learning, and that's a lifelong process. But I just want to share some observations with you. Uh, when I'm traveling, people will sometimes say to me, Brother Shemish, I work with a, a Buddhist person in my work, or I know this uh, man or this lady who's a Buddhist, and I want to talk to them about Christ. Uh, is there anything that you you recommend? So I'm going to start to go through a few things with you. Uh, if this is not something you're interested in, you can you know you could leave and that's fine. Um, no no problem. Uh, but there will be some who will find some value in this. So the first thing I want to say to you to to witness to a Buddhist person, uh, somebody uh, over here the the Thai um, terminology is sasanaput which is just, it just means that you're, you're Buddhist by religion. To witness to somebody like that, you don't have to go and study all the written tenets of Buddhism. Okay, so there is, to be honest, there is very little value in you buying a book to understand what Buddhists believe. And the reason for that uh, is that most Buddhists have never read any of that literature themselves. Uh, they, they really have... Uh, no idea of the written tenets of their faith, if I could use those words. They actually just believe the things that they're taught. And uh, so their idea of what they believe will be shaped 
by the people they're around. So it will have been determined by the family they grew up in, uh, perhaps the local temple they attended or somebody they knew. So you don't really gain anything by you know, studying on paper the things that Buddhists are supposed to believe because you're going to meet people uh, and many of them are going to believe things that are not written there and some uh, would not believe even what is written there. So what you want to do is just understand a few basic things and understand this, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And uh, to really believe that, uh, to believe that it's not about you being wise or clever. Uh, it's not about, you know, you being well studied and what another person believes. It really isn't that. The gospel has a power attached to it uh, that goes to work when the gospel is preached. And so what happens is no matter who the person is, no matter what their cultural background uh, no matter where they came from, what you need to do is to, to give them the gospel. And as you give the gospel, the Holy Spirit of God uh, accompanies that message. And uh, so it, the gospel is separated from all other things by that very thing that the Spirit of God takes that truth and he applies it and he begins to uh, convict and convince the heart of the one who's hearing it. And uh, this is something entirely unique to the gospel. And what happens is the devil tries to persuade you that you're just simply trying to persuade somebody to think like you think, or you're trying to just win a debate with somebody uh, about belief. When actually, all of that, in a way, uh, those thoughts um, place the emphasis on us. And uh, it, puts a, it puts a lot on us and it kind of convinces us, well, I'm not good at talking to people, so I probably won't win many. And in fact, uh, we need to return to the biblical truth that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And God has used that to win people to Christ who came from many different religious beliefs. Uh, some of them were zealots uh, in, in uh, their particular religion. So I want to just settle that in your heart, in your mind, and I pray you just believe that. And whether you're talking to grandma or you're trying to uh, win a family member or you're trying to win somebody that you work with or perhaps someone you're just out uh, giving a track to or talking to, the power is not you. The power is in the message. And you've just got to give the message, may I say, in a clear, coherent way, because if there is not understanding uh, from the hearer, then uh, there will there, there's a, a stumbling block to their belief. So they need to understand it. They need to hear it. They need to understand it so they can believe upon it. Uh, but the power is in the gospel. And so when you're witnessing to uh, Buddhist people, uh, that's the first thing to remind yourself, this is not me. Uh, it's it's, it's the, the gospel. It's the power of God in the gospel. So you don't need to be studying the tenets of Buddhism. Don't worry about that. 
what you will need to do is to try to understand a little bit the person you're talking to. And uh, the, the, the first, well, the, the major thing I think you need to understand is that most Buddhist people you talk to uh, did not wake up one day and examine different religious beliefs and decide that they were going to be a Buddhist. There's a few people in the West who do that, but most people in Asia, it doesn't work that way. They're born into a family uh, where the family is Buddhist. Um, the, the parents of the parents were Buddhist. Probably everyone around them is Buddhist. Everyone in their village, everyone in their town. And many people in the third world who grow up in an environment like that would have not met anybody, probably, who wasn't Buddhist unless it was the Islamic village down the road or, or something like that. Uh, but, but most people, I'm saying, in their daily life, they're surrounded by people who just believed what they believe. And so they're assuming that this is just how it is. Now, now assuming is a good word because assumptions are something you're going to have to contend with as you share the gospel uh, with a Buddhist person. They're going to have assumptions about you and they're going to have assumptions about um, uh, religion. That's how they would uh, word it. Uh, and that, that word would be different in different languages. Over here in Thailand, the word is sasana. They're going to have assumptions about that. And you say, well, Brother Shemish, what are their assumptions? Well, their assumptions are going to be that you are Christian because you were born in a Christian country. And they're going to think about your faith, how they think about their faith. They're going to believe that you are that because you came from that. Now, there might be some people listening to this who are exceptions to that. So you might already have been a Buddhist or a Muslim and you've since trusted Christ. Uh, but generally, I'm speaking to people uh, who, uh, have, uh, who are in a country that is viewed from the outside as being Christian, even though those of us who are in those countries understand that actually there are very few true Christians uh, amongst us. So their assumption is going to be, all right, you're Christian because you came from a country in the West and I'm Buddhist uh, because I uh, was born in a Buddhist country. And they're going to then assume that if you're trying to uh, persuade them about the merits of Christianity, uh, that what you're trying to do is you're trying to change their religion and, uh, and you're trying to uh, get them to change their religion and there's going to be a lot of blockage with that because uh, their religious beliefs are very connected uh, with their cultural identity. And this is something that is not particularly so for us in the West. Uh, Western countries and Western democracies uh, very much focus on uh, the rights of the individual. Uh, we would say my liberties, my rights, uh, you know, however you would frame that in your context of where you live. Asian countries do not have that same view. And uh, that's a shock to some people. Asian countries do not believe in the supremacy of the individual. And Asian countries do not subscribe to the notion 
that the personal liberties of the individual uh, is what must be preserved. Asian countries believe that the harmony of the group, the unity of the group, the ability of the group to stay together, function together and be in harmony is far, far more important than the rights of the individual. And so there's a very different perspective about what is important. This is one of the things that leads to cultural and uh, clashes between geographical nations, because I think the West does not understand uh, how uh, the Asian mindset thinks, and the Asian mindset struggles a little bit to understand the West. In other words, we're often trying to persuade other countries that they need to change their ways and become like us, and they need to uh, you know, give individual rights and uh, et cetera, or we criticize them for their abuse of individual rights within their own nation. And uh, we don't understand that the end game in their mind is not the same as the end game in our mind. So the end game in the mind of most countries in Asia is harmony, unity, and uh, that everybody stays together. And if they see that an individual's rights uh, or an individual's uh, conduct or the way they, they're living their life is threatening or uh, <clears throat> destabilizing to the whole, uh, then they will suppress that. Now, I don't ask you to agree with that perspective. I just ask you to understand it. So there's going to be assumptions made uh, about you and uh, from the beginning. So you've gone to the your work today, you went to the factory or you went to uh, Boeing or wherever you work and uh, you're trying to talk to that Asian lady or that Asian man about about Christ and God bless you, that's a good thing to do and I'm glad that you would do that. Uh, but I want you to understand that they're going to be looking at you like you're trying to just change them from their religion to yours. So that will be there and uh, and I'll talk to you about how to uh, take the barb off that and how to um, deal with that. I'll give you some tips and thoughts about that. Uh, but there's going to be some assumptions that are just made. The assumption will be made you're Christian because you're in a Western country. Um, you're trying to change my religion. The assumption might be made that you don't understand what I believe. Uh, so those things are going to be there. Uh, they're nothing that cannot be overcome. You can overcome it. And once again, let me remind you, the power of the gospel uh, is a two-edged sword that can just pierce through all of this and get right to the heart. Uh, but it, but it, uh, sometimes it's helpful to just uh, understand what you're dealing with. All right, well, I'm looking at our time and uh, I've, I've pledged to myself that these should not be long podcasts because I value your time and I want to uh, not monopolize that. So I'm going to stop now and uh, we're going to call this today uh, number one because there'll be a few of these and I'll start sending them out. But this is just the beginning and maybe you say, well, you know, I don't, you didn't tell me much how to witness to a Buddhist. Well, it's, it's coming. It's coming. We'll, we'll get to that and I'll, I'll take you through the steps uh, of things you can say and an approach you can make. But for now, let's just leave this at this, give you a little bit of uh, general perspective and then we'll, the second one we'll pick up and do some more. Well, God bless you.
thanks thanks for listening thanks for giving me this uh 16 minutes or so of your time please don't forget us here in thailand we we need your prayers we need you to stand with us and i very much appreciate those who do all right let's uh let's talk again uh when we take up the second part of this subject god bless you